Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. Shazar and the Divines by Faustilius Junius, sub-curator of Ancient Theology and Paleo-Numerology, Imperial Library. The relationship between the god Shazar and the other Cyrodiilic deities. The position Shazar enjoys in Cyrodiilic worship is often misconstrued. He, and a thousand other deities, have sizable cults in the Imperial City. Shazar is especially venerated in the Colovian West, though he is called Shore there, as the West kings are resolutely and religiously Nordic. The haziness of Shazar's relationship to the divines, he is often called their missing sibling, begins with St. Alicia, the so-called slave queen of Cyrodiil, the founder figure of the original Cyrodiilic Empire. In the earliest Syro-Nordic stories of the Heartland, Shazar fought against the Aeliads, the Heartland High Elves, on mankind's behalf. Then, for some unknown reason, he vanishes from the stage, presumably to help other humans elsewhere, and, without his leadership, the Aeliads conquered the humans and enslaved them. This slavery lasts for generations. The isolated humans eventually began to venerate the pantheon of their masters, or at least assimilate so much of high elven religious practices into their native traditions that the two become indistinguishable. In First Era 242, under the leadership of Alicia, her demigod lover, Morahaus Breath of Kine, and the infamous Pelinal Whitestrake, the Cyrodiilic humans revolt. When Skyrim lends its armies to the slave queen of the south, the revolution succeeds. The Aeliad hegemonies are quickly overthrown. Shortly thereafter, White Gold Tower is captured by Alicia's forces, and she promptly declares herself the first empress of Cyrodiil. Part of the package meant that she had to become the high priestess of Akatosh as well. Akatosh was an Aldmeri god, and Alicia's subjects were as yet unwilling to renounce their worship of the elven pantheon. She found herself in a very sensitive political situation. She needed to keep the Nords as her allies, but they were, at that time, fiercely opposed to any adoration of elven deities. On the other hand, she could not force her subjects to revert back to the Nordic pantheon for fear of another revolution. Therefore, concessions were made, and Empress Alicia instituted a new religion, the Eight Divines, an elegant, well-researched synthesis of both pantheons, Nordic and Aldmeri. Shazar, as a result, had to change. He could no longer be the bloodthirsty, anti-Aldmer warlord of old. He could not disappear altogether either, or the Nords would have withdrawn their support of her rule. In the end, he had become the spirit behind all human undertaking. Even though this was merely a thinly disguised, watered-down version of Shore, it was good enough for the Nords. As for why Tiber Septim has not attempted to revitalize Shazar during his wars against the Aldmeri Dominion, we can only speculate that, at this time, memories of the Elysian Order's follies the Dragon Break, the War of Righteousness, the defeat at Glenumbria Moors, would only damage his campaign for the Imperial Crown. 